Brought to you by OTE at OfThisEarthGlobal.com. OfThisEarthGlobal.com. Clothing. Connection. OTE. Or as we say it right here in the South, hey, y'all. Hey, you know what time it is. It's time for another edition of the Jeff Johnson Show, a real, genuine, authentic podcast where I get to reconnect with the people and places and events of my hometown area, Charlotte, North Carolina, on this week's show. Folks, I'm going to tell you, I have had some great experiences in my life, but one of them was interviewing seven-time Grammy Award-winning songwriter, actress, author, businesswoman, and humanitarian Gladys Knight. Yeah, that's right. Midnight Train to Georgia, all that kind of stuff. I had the opportunity to talk with her. And you know what? She is family. She is just like family. And I'm going to share that interview with you. I was going through some of my old interviews and different things like that. And this one just popped up, and I went, wow, what a neat one. So enjoy this, folks. Gladys Knight on The Jeff Johnson Show. It is an honor and a privilege to be able to sit here and talk to you. Well, thank you. I, I'm, I'm always honored when thank someone you. asks me to do that. And, and you know what? And, and not only that, but we were talking about this a little earlier. I told you when I told my mom that I was going to be interviewing you. <laughs> yes. What she told me was to... Make sure you look nice. <laughs> That's what moms are supposed to do. You know, you know, they're supposed to do that. You know, my daughter's 40, what, 45? Uh-huh. My son's baby's 33. Right. And he'll never catch up to me. So I got a right to do that. You know, and he'll always and she'll always be my baby. Every right. Well, you know? well let's get right into that because family yes. is very important to you. Very, very important. Why is that? Well, first of all, it's a gift from God. Family is a gift from God. He created us and he created the family for purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, it is for us to learn. It is for us to get a lot of the attributes that we're supposed to have as human beings inside of that environment. So many, many, many things. Right. And if, if you know, it should be the most important group to you. Mm-hmm. And you should treasure them. And you do. Your siblings and your, you know, your mom and father. He had said, you know, honor your mother and your father. Right. So here we go. In that, I have had the honor of working with my family. <laughs> no, you <laughs> say that with, with, in quotations. <laughs> for most of my life, right. you know. It's not an easy thing to do sure. all the time because the family thing kind of clouds certain issues. But you grow a lot when you're able to work in that environment and keep them both in their separate places. Right. You know, just cause you're my son or my daughter and you work for my company, don't mean that you can take three-hour lunches. Hello. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, people will just walk all over that kind of relationship, <laughs> yes. you know, yes. but I don't have it. So we both have something to learn in that because, really, I would like to allow you to do that just so that you can be comfortable. Sure. But I cannot do that. My company wouldn't run efficiently. No question. You know, and it, it, it's, it's, you know, what represents all of us. Now, you are a native. Atlanta. Born and raised right here. Grady Hospital baby. Are you a Grady baby? I'm a Grady baby. All right. I'm a Grady baby. So then and now, Uh obviously a huge change, a huge uh, uh, improvements have come to this town. What do you remember about Atlanta and where do you see this town going? You know what? There was always a feeling of support here, Mm -hmm. so to speak. You know, my mom, 
I mean, you know, that they were an average family. My dad worked three jobs. It ain't, you know, when they talk about the economy now and, oh, we in trouble, you know. Right. We ain't ever had nothing. We know how to survive, you know. <laughs> I ain't scared. Right. You know, I'm not right. scared because we will always make a way. And uh, as we went along here, my mom and father discovered that they had children with certain talents. They wanted to promote those talents. And I guess with me, it was singing. I ain't know nothing about singing. Yes. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I'm four years old. I don't know nothing about it. And that's where sing. you started when you were four years old, actually in the profession of singing. Absolutely. Correct? Wow. And so my mom went out and, you know, and just gathered friends and people that she knew. And they came together and put a support group around me. That's how I got to Ted Max. And, uh, you know, it was difficult then to be on television as an African-American. Yes. You have to realize this is 51, 52. Okay, so you're right there in okay. the heat of oh, segregation and everything. And people don't even realize that. Yeah. You know, I couldn't get, when, when, when I won the Ted Mack Original Amateur Hour, and they wanted to do photos for press after that, I couldn't get not one contestant to come and help me hold the trophy. They had asked him, say, could you come? And they were, they were place winners too, but, but I was the grand prize winner. Uh -huh. And I remember their parents sitting in a room saying, uh-uh. You're not gonna let them do it. How did that help shape your life? You know, I mean, and your relationships with other people you know as what? you've lived. My mom always taught us, you know, it's not about that. So don't get caught all of that's their problem. Right. That they're gonna have to work out somewhere along the way. You know, uh -huh. you just do what you do and smile and be respectful and all of those things, you know, and don't don't waste that space yeah. on that kind of negativity. So I always had a smile. Good for you. And you know what? <laughs> I ended up being with the big man. Hello. He knew it. Mr. Matt came and helped me hold my trophy. Oh, that's awesome. You know, because yes. they wouldn't do it. So everything works out as it's supposed to, I'm, I'm afraid, you know, mm -hmm. to, you, that's just the way things go. You know, you talk about your family a lot and especially your mother and your mother, Holds my up, rock. A, 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 I mean, kind of like mine, my, me saying. My rock. The rock. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about her, and then let's also talk about the fund yeah. that you helped support when it deals with diabetes. My mom believed in education. My sister was the first one in our whole family to go to college. Wow. She went to Morris Brown College. Okay. And, uh, you know, she just was progressive in her way. My dad was the rock in that he was the working partner. You was know? he the old school guy? Yeah. You know, they don't need to go to no so-and-so. You know, they sing in church on Sunday. That's enough. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. And I can hear my mom say, now, Meryl. <laughs> oh, I've heard that kind of voice oh, you know before. you know what I'm saying? Char Jeff, Charles. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And they would get together, and they'd have to work this out. But right. in the end, he ended up supporting the whole trip. He's just a working man. <laughs> but this is how families do come together. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be back with more Gladys Knight right here on JJ on Atlanta. Welcome back to the show. We're talking to Gladys Knight about what's been important to her and her fantastic career in entertainment. Let's get back to that interview right now. My mom was aggressive in her thinking. She was not a stage mom. She didn't go up saying, okay, it's little Gladys's time. You would never know my mom was even present. She would get a corner way off somewhere. 
but she was watching our every move, you know, and let us have the freedom to roam. Mm -hmm. And she'd sit in the corner like this until they would say, Miss Knight, we need Gladys to do so-and-so and so-and-so, you know. And she's, baby, come here for a second. Now they need you, I hate rehearsing. Don't tell me nothing, but I'm gonna do the song now. I'm gonna do the song. But, but you don't need right? to do it three but or four times before you do it for real. Three and four, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can do it for real I know. once, you know? That's, you got it. I'm with you. And my mom said, baby, they need to hear you do the song for real at least one time so they can block and they can do this and they can okay. do that. I said, okay. So I go up there and I do the song for real. <laughs> And they said, oh my God, why didn't she do that in the first place, you know? But that's the way it was. And so she was like that. And uh, no nonsense, don't get caught up in all of this, you know, and uh -huh. keep your head where you're supposed to be. We got whippings when we were supposed to, uh -huh. and all of those things. When it came down later in life to this disease, she was our example. She had diabetes, and she contracted it early in her life. And to see her, the example that she set, she was frustrated at first, you know, like, oh, I can't you know, believe this is happening. Because she loves to cook mm -hmm. and she loves to eat right. and those kind of things, you know. And the women in my family are big. And, <laughs> Don't um, even go there. You are and, fine. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, you know, but we have to work to get, you know, yes. where we should be. And so she just made it up in her mind that she was going to do that. And she got her diet and stuff together, but as she went along and the disease, she, she used to tell us, don't y'all worry, I, I'm gonna live to 80. And now she's 30 something years old okay. then. Is that when she contracted it when she was about yeah, 30? Yeah, about okay. 30, 33, something like that. And as we went along, you know, it had to take in its toast. She said, don't worry, I got a while. She just knew that, you know, she yes. was in the spirit like that. Mm -hmm. And then she, later on, of course, she started to having trouble with her kidneys and, and blindness and all of those things. And she taught us every step of the way what the disease was like, what it was to go blind, what it was to be on dialysis. She made us go to school. How hard was that? So we would know how to give her dialysis. How hard was that for you as a you know, little girl It up? wasn't hard because she made it exciting. You know what I mean? We took her, we were, we were obedient to our parents. Sure. So we would take her to dialysis and then the, they would sit in there and be teaching her how to do. She'd say, y'all come on in, you know? So we had to learn. And then after we learned, guess what? When we got home, she wouldn't let us do it. I can do it myself. <laughs> well, why you make us go through all of that? You know what I'm saying? At any rate, eventually the disease took her. Guess what? what? She was 80 years old that year. No way. I swear. Wow. So she now the, the fun comes out of this. Out of that, we, we, we felt like she was always a giver. We always had a house full of people. She was always bringing in people. This your cousin this and this your uncle that, this your auntie that. <laughs> Never met her you know, before in your life, right? <laughs> it's just people. And she had an uncanny way. She would crook that finger and she, she would look at them, you know. She said, mm-hmm, that one's all right. You know, so yeah. we always had people in our lives and she was always a giver. So we said, we need to do this in her honor because that's what she would want us to do. So we established the Elizabeth Knight Fund. We raised millions of dollars oh, for education and research because that's what she was most in favor of. She feel like if you're educated about something or especially the disease, you can take care of yourself sure. better. How many people knew it was boils down to diet and exercise? 
for a long time, you know, not it anybody, was, it not was a lot a, of people at all. In the old days, they said, oh, we got sugar. Got sugar. You know, we, I got, remember we got sugar. sugar. And I, was, you know? I, I never understood that when I was a little boy. Yeah. If you got sugar, you're supposed to be sweet. There you go. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. But now I understand. Now you understand. Yes. It's regulating the sugar mm -hmm. contents mm -hmm. in your bloodstream and right. those kinds of mm -hmm. things and how it affects your system and what have you. So I want to talk about your love of music, but I keep coming back to something that I've, I've seen in other interviews. Mm -hmm. And when you're talking in front of people, you use the word spirit yes. a lot. Yes. Your faith buoys you, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Why? Why, why is that so important in your because life? Because that's, that's the way we're brought into the world. You know, I mean, it was about my mom and dad, and they were the kind of parents, they didn't just tell you what to do, they showed you what to do. You know, my dad, even if my mom wasn't feeling well, and she was sick a lot in her early, early years, uh -huh. okay? So my dad ended up being the one taking us to school, picking us up, taking us to church on Sunday if mom wasn't feeling well, you know, and that kind of stuff. And he didn't hear of us not going to church. All right, y'all, you know, get up. And then he didn't want us to make him late for, for, for practice, choir rehearsal, and stuff like that before church, and then mm -hmm. they go sing. Mm -hmm. He loved to sing, loved to sing. Is that yeah. where you get your love from? Of, of music and, and singing? Mm, my love came later. <laughs> oh, really? What you, how, how? My love came later, child. Cause, <laughs> no, because, you know, as a young person, I'm, I'm kind of country too, uh -huh. you know, and I like doing the basic things. Like, I liked being in the kitchen with my mom. Subsequently, the restaurants, I would imagine. Correct. You know, how, yeah. I love to cook, and I can cook. Ooh, I can cook. All the women in my family could cook. And on, on certain holidays or just certain weekends, we'd all either go to the country where my uncle was or they'd like come family. to my mom's house or whatever and the women be in the, in the kitchen cooking and the men be in there telling lies and, and, and that kind of stuff. We, we used to sit out and, and throw horseshoes. And show horseshoes and all that kind of stuff and the guys house. jumping <laughs> off the wall and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, that's what we used to do. So I, I wasn't into the singing thing. And when I was younger, at times, if I wasn't so obedient to my parents, at times, I felt it intrusive. Hmm. You know, like all the kids, we had big front yards and all the kids be out there playing. And somebody would say, you know, like, well, can little Gladys sing for us? Like my uncle was having a birthday party. All the kids outside playing, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. And they come out, little Gladys. And she said, well, baby, I know you want to play, you know. But your uncle, your, your your uncle Ben wants you to sing something for him on his birthday. You know, so say, would you do that? She never said I had to. Would you? She never said I had to. She <laughs> said, would would you would you sing something for him? And of course, oh. I'm gonna say yeah. Oh, of course. You know, <laughs> that's Uncle Ben. Come on, Jay, that's Uncle Ben. <laughs> so I went in there and I sang fidgeting. You know. <laughs> And I'd visit and I'd sing a song and then I'd run outside to play after that. And as I grew older, it was the same thing. While me and the Pips were rehearsing, our friends were going to the canteen. We have more Gladys Knight coming right up. So don't you dare go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We've been talking to music legend Gladys Knight about her life and times as one of America's greatest performers. Here's more. 
your growing up years were a lot different from a lot of other people. Yeah, obviously. but we had time to play too, though. Okay. And I don't mean to give the wrong impression about my childhood. We had a good one. Yes. We were barefooted in the backyard. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, swinging on them swings. Mm -hmm. Bubba trying to do everything I do because I'm a tomboy. Yeah. You know. Yep. And he wanted to show me he's the man of the house. Wow. You know. And I had this little thing I used to do on the swing where I would, you know, fall forward on the bars. Yeah. You know, and he said, oh, anybody can do it. I said, oh, anybody can't do this. Right? And what happened to and Bubba? So, Obviously, there's a story Bubba, coming right Bubba here. Bubba comes, and he used to wear my dad's motorcycle hat. <laughs> <laughs> you know that when they come down with the flaps down here and the ears open like that? You, you, where are the pictures? I See, I want to get pictures you gotta, of this. You got to see that picture. <laughs> I got to see this. You got to see this picture. He used to walk around my dad's motorcycle cap on, so he come around there, and he got big ears anyway. <laughs> and so he gets up on the ball. I said, let me tell you one thing. I said, now, when you fall forward, you got to really grip, or the, or the weight will pull you off the bar, you know. Mm -hmm. He said, don't tell me what to do, you know. I said, okay. And so he commenced to hold and hold and falling forward, and he didn't hold. He cracked that noggin, boy. He said, <laughs> Aren't those the memories so, that Those are memories, I'm telling you. I mean, that is amazing. I loved it. The restaurants yes. are a very important part. Yes. What is going on with the restaurants, and what's new when it comes to that side okay. of Gladys Knight? Okay. I, I, I love being that. You know, I really, really do, do love being the entrepreneur. But I was brought into it, like, out of a sense of service or help. It was my son's dream. My son, Shanga, who was a baby mm -hmm. in the family. My daughter started out with a bakery. She had the number one bakery in, in, in Las Vegas. Really? Uh-huh, Kenya's okay. Gourmet Bakery. And I sponsored her, and she did very well. Excellent. And uh, Shanga came to me one day. He said, Mom, you know what I want to do? I said, what? And this is last year in college, too, by the way. He said, I really want to open a restaurant. I said, restaurant, Shanga? He said, yeah, Mom, I want to open a restaurant, you know? <laughs> And so I said, well, if you can get it together, then bring it to me. And he got it together and brought it to me. And he said, Mom, I got one other favor to ask you. Can I use your name? <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Said, uh, that's okay. That's what I said. I said, Shanga, let me tell you. I have not worked hard all my life for a good name. And a good name is important whether people think so or not. It's not about money. It's about integrity, it's about honesty, it's about truth, it's about all of those things. And you try to live your life that way. Nobody's perfect, but you try. So if you want to use my name, of course you can use my name. You know, you're, you're part of that name. So he came up with this idea, and the first restaurant he found, we mopped floors, we, we painted walls, we had no money. <laughs> We have no money to be going to, you know, fix no, no, nothing lavish. I we mean, just want to feed people. Open the door, get the, you know, get I, the door. I, I would tell you no lie. Our kitchen was about this big wow. for this and whole that's restaurant. The first restaurant. That's the first restaurant. Wow. And it was me, Shanga, and two other people in the uh -huh. kitchen trying uh -huh. to cook at the same time. You know? Amazing. And we opened. And that's how we got started. It's been a... It's been an amazing journey, and I have loved it that he allowed me to be a part of that. Right. You know, in that way. And we came up with ideas. How can we get this out to the people? How can we make it better for them, you know? <laughs> One of the things that I am proud of is our cuisine. For some reason, people always think negatively about our cuisine. You because got all, you got Chinese, you got Asian, you got <laughs> Italian, you got Mexican, you got everything. But our food, for some reason, is supposed to be so bad for you. It wasn't bad for you me know, today. No, but I'm good. just saying, you know, soulful, <laughs> no, no, we'll take that, you know, every now and then, you know, and it's supposed to be served in 
some kind of roach-infested place. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. I said, Shanga, it's time for all that to change. You know, <laughs> we're, we're going to have an upscale restaurant, and it's going to be clean, and we're going to change people's mind about this cuisine, you know, because they immediately think fat. Now, you have to understand, we were the national spokesfamily mm -hmm. for diabetes mm -hmm. for many years. Mm -hmm. You know, we haven't been taken off the list yet. So if you come here, a diabetic should be able to eat here. Okay, we have all kind of healthy dishes in here. And if it's some special need that you have in ways that you want your stuff cooked, all you got to do is tell us. Mm -hmm. And we'll have it fixed and served for you that way. You know, so. Yeah, so, and, and you know, one of the things that I heard that you've got another project going out to where you're trying to take this food and give it more a mass Absolutely. appeal. What is that about? Well, you know. And you can talk about that right I now. I can talk about that. <laughs> Everything we do, you know, it's, it's like right out there. You know, with the economy, with our president trying to make a difference, and they're at a different level. You know, they, oh. talk, they got, you know, bailouts and all of that kind of stuff to do. But people don't realize sometimes it's the little things that you do that can really make a difference. If all of us did little bitty things, this economy would change. In kind of wrapping this all up, if you had to live your life over again, mm -hmm. Would you do it the same exact way? I would. Why? Because the way that I have lived my life, I have learned the things that I was supposed to know. And I'm not finished yet. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. we, we always want to erase all the bad things out of our lives. You know, say, so if I could do it again, I wouldn't do this and I wouldn't do that. Now, some people may need to say that. <laughs> but. <laughs> You're so right. I'm sorry. <laughs> but. <laughs> And you people know who you are, too. <laughs> you know who you are, you know, because I would definitely, you know, caution them about going certain ways that would destroy them. Right. You know what I mean? There are bridges that we don't need to cross. Mm -hmm. But as far as I'm concerned, I have not been a perfect being by no means. But it's all the things that caused me pain. It's all the, the, the things that I stumbled over that helped me to get to the next level because he gave, I asked for the strength to do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And and I just I just go in a, a, a different direction. So sometimes I want to I want to realize or or say sometimes that I was only married once, and that's the man that I have in my life right now. Mm -hmm. But that's not true. I've been married four times, trying to get it right. Right. But out of that, you know, even though I may have felt mistreated or it wasn't the exact way that I had seen myself as a child growing up. You know, being married, right? I got some beautiful children out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. and I learned some wonderful things. Maybe it made me more prepared for this wonderful man that I have in my life right now. That's awesome. You know, and yep. I am so grateful for those things that made me who I am, so that I could walk this path with him. Finally, got a man that could go to God with me. There you go. And I know that's what I was looking for. Yes. You know. Well, I am sure that all the folks that are watching right now, they are glad that you're living your life the way you want to live well, and you're continuing you. to do what you do. Thank, thank you. you for taking the time thank you, Jay. to sit and talk to Thank us. you, Jay. We appreciate thank it. You, you're very welcome. We hope you enjoyed our interview with Gladys Knight. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back with more. Hey, again, thank you so much for listening to my show. So now... Here's something to think about.
When the going gets tough, what do you do? Well, for some of us, we fear, we loathe, we get scared, and we freeze up. Now, all of these are normal reactions to stressful situations, but I subscribe to the notion that we should do just the opposite. We should not fear, we must not be afraid. We must leap into action and we must remain positive. Great things come to people that will not let their goals or expectations diminish for any reason. It is precisely during such times that your best strategy is to raise those expectations. Giving up and settling for less is never the answer to life's challenges. Your time to show the world what you are made of is right now. And what an opportunity to seize the day. Draw upon that inner you who will not give up, who will not lay down when the going gets tough. What are you going to do? I'm JJ. Keep splashing through the puddles of life. Hey, everybody, see you again next week on The Jeff Johnson Show, a real, genuine, authentic podcast from me to you. Have a great day. The Jeff Johnson Show, brought to you by OTE at ofthisearthglobal.com. Ofthisearthglobal.com, clothing, connection, OTE.